coming with a massive army to come demolish Yaakov. Yaakov's not alone, you know, he has, he has a tremendous family and empire. Plus he has, you know, Malach and Mamish that he has on his side, so that's pretty cool. But the Torah tells us that where is Esau coming from? He's coming from, from Seir. That's where Esau was living. Is that really so important for the story? So I heard it a schmooze a few years ago. That where Esau lived was actually a fundamental part of the story. Because he was fuming. He was fuming ever since Yaakov took the brachas from him. And this week's parasha, he finally comes to peace with it. Specifically went to go live in a place called Seir. Not because of any, any anything that was in the city, but because of its name. He wanted to always remember the begadim that Yaakov wore to trick Yitzchak into giving him the brachas. The hairy begadim. You stole my, my hairiness. And he specifically lived in a city called Seir so that he would never forget the anger that he once had to Yaakov. He wanted to make sure never to let go of that grudge. Uh, there was a point when the cemetery in B'nai Brak got full. There were no more spots to bury people. So the Chavakadisha decided that they were going to create a new Makam Kvura in Beriakov. Problem is, it's like a new thing and no one's buried there yet, so who would want to be buried there? The first person to actually be buried in the cemetery was originally buried in a Christian cemetery. The story goes that there was a girl that was born and, and, and had a tremendous accident as a child. The parents could not handle having a baby girl who was a vegetable, and they gave her to an orphanage. The, the, it was a Christian orphanage, and they found Christian parents to take care of this little girl. Turns out, this girl outlived her parents. She lived an entire her, her entire life in, in her inner condition. And when she passed away, no one knew any better but to bury her in the Christian cemetery. One day a man was walking by and sees a Jewish name on the on the tombstone. He's like, that's that's not right. Calls the Chavakadisha and says, uh, come get her into the Jewish cemetery. They say, yeah, sure, actually, we have an entire empty plot of land we're trying to fill up in Beriakov. Great, bring her over. When they exhumed her body, she was 100% Shalom. She had been buried five years earlier and her body was intact. And that was terrifying. And he had no idea like why. It's a huge chutz. We know we have, we have stories of Gudailim, the Gerah, Shagafav Mandelovich. What did this woman have? What chutz did she have? By the way, the, uh, the Rabbi Nofrayim says that if you don't talk in shul, you'll be zecheh. To, uh, that your body won't rot after, after Kavura. They came to Rechaim Kanievsky and they said, Rechaim, what is going on? Why is this woman, why is her Gosholin? And he answered, he says, it's very simple. What does she have to be jealous of? What grudge could she have borne in her life? Nothing. Gemara and Shabbos says that it's only kinna. It is only jealousy and that, that hatred and that, that clinging on to other people that causes a body to rot, and she never had that. But we all be zayichet to only see the good in each other, only want the best for each other. After all, we're all one big neshama nishmaya. Like the term of the bird describes, and may we be
one, we put Shaft to Kingdom very quickly. Hatilani na, hatilani na.